0: Dun, 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 dun. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. It's gonna be a fairly quick episode today. Uh candidly, I almost did a totally different thing and like played a episode off another podcast this week. Maybe that's next week. No rest for the wicked man. Uh it's been a couple weeks since Dragon Ball Super Superhero came out. There are a lot of kids out there very confused about what uh what that means in terms of like the canon or like where it falls in with the storyline and some comments have been made that have been i thought pretty straightforward but apparently very confusing to other people so i want to make a quick podcast breaking those down and then of course uh the the official form names for gohan and piccolo came out and don't you know they're pretty fucking dumb so i'll talk about those as well And then maybe at the end I'll, you know, make a quick little rant about something else. No promises. We'll see how this goes. Uh, It's currently Thursday morning. Uh, Before we kick off the show, though, in earnest, I do want to say happy birthday to Super Dope supporters, longtime listeners, members of the Patreon, and my friends, Marcus Woods and Dallas Hulkovich. Uh, Marcus Maris Woods and Hulk are frequent contributors. Uh, Marcus has actually been on the show, but uh, they're in the Discord all the time. We're hanging out, talking... Lots of nonsense, so if you want to get in on that, there's a link in the show notes. Happy birthday to you boys, I appreciate you guys. Secondly, little bit of news I think, that it's worth mentioning at least. There's going to be a Dragon Ball Super superhero panel at San Diego Comic Con in July. Pretty cool. Allegedly they'll be showing the first 20 minutes of the film, dubbed. It will have uh, the producer Akio Aoku, um, who I'm going to read from in just a moment. It's going to have him, I think maybe one or two other people who worked on the film, and Chris Sabat. Which, by the way, I'm actually really happy Chris Sabat gets like a starring role in a Dragon Ball film as Piccolo. I mean, we know he's Vegeta too, right? But as Piccolo, pretty cool. I, I kind of overlooked uh, that when I was thinking about what the dub will look like. It's like, oh, Sabbath's going to be like 80% of the movie. Him and Kyle Hebert, pretty cool. So, just a little quick piece of news there for you. I want to talk about this Dragon Ball Super canon versus uh, multiple timelines thing or like alternate parallel stories like it's this this comment from Akio Aoku I thought was I I don't know man I thought it was just like an explanation for why the movie is the way it is and it, it seems to be set in the future but it doesn't acknowledge any of the stuff going on in the manga and even without this quote I knew what that was. Anyway, I'm just going to read you the quote first before I start complaining about it and explaining how you should probably think about it as well. On film and manga, Dragon Ball Super. Between this film and Tortaro Sensei's manga, we currently have two lines of Dragon Ball Super running. To begin with, this film is written purely as a sequel to Broly. We wanted to pick up on and meet the expectation of everyone who's stuck with Dragon Ball so far along the lines of, quote, It'd be neat if this happened, or, quote, I hope this kind of character shows up. And in this magazine's pages, we have the continuing story of Goku and Vegeta. We'll see new strong enemies show up, and new stories, and events will continue to progress. Of course, Toriyama diligently oversees the storylines for the manga too, so it's like we have events running in parallel. In terms of timeline placement, we try to not build things in too strictly we'd like to leave margins in the story to allow for a greater degree of freedom. For example, Broly himself was an anime original character who was brought into the world of the main series by Toriyama's own hand. And it's precisely those kinds of margins being left in the world of the fiction that allowed for an experiment in the first place. To put it simply, things are more interesting this way. That's the quote, okay? So, I can see why people might be a little bit confused about it, and I think it is going to be the line of, it's like we have events running in parallel. I think people might think the word events in this case means, like, the events of two separate canon timelines, and I don't think that's the the context in which he's using the word events. The word events in this case is, like, a Dragon Ball event is a new movie dragon ball event is a new chapter of the manga a dragon ball event would be you know the return of an anime or you know once it's back up and running an episode each week that's what he means by parallel events going on that don't particularly tie in together but as he said in this quote this movie was written purely as a sequel to broly that was pretty obvious to me i mean I had a hard time thinking they would acknowledge a lot of the stuff going on in the manga Well, pre-production takes so long on a movie like this. So, I kind of figured that they would write it in a way, and this is very common for anime in general, even when they start a new season. The goal for an anime, movie, series, whatever, is they want to get everybody on board pretty much as quickly as possible, whether or not you're familiar with the stuff from before. So, like, that's why you get so many recap-heavy season premieres explaining the shit that happened last season. In the Broly movie, we got the entire recap of Dragon Ball very, very quickly and Goku's origin story and everything. In this movie, not so much of a recap, but what they try to be mindful of is the people who are not keeping up with the manga. They're just seeing this movie because they saw the Broly movie. That's the last entry in the series. They're trying to be mindful of those people time, of those people's time. And they're also, you know, trying not to, uh, you know, try to plan for the manga to be represented accurately within the movie. Because, like, again, there's just so much pre-production and ramp-up time that how could they possibly do that in an effective way? Uh, Never mind with a guy like Akira Toriyama, who notoriously flies by the seat of his pants, you know? So that's what I took away from the statement in the first place, was they they wrote this movie in this way because and there are events going on in Dragon Ball meaning we have a comic, we have a, a a movie where we might bring an anime back soon. Not like concurrent events of different timelines. Some people read that and they were like, "Oh shit, there are parallel timelines in Dragon Ball." In this timeline, Gohan's the strongest or this parallel uh, universe of Dragon Ball Super, Gohan's the strongest and Broly and is off there training with Goku and Vegeta and this must be, you know, soon after Broly and it's, you know, it's like Moro didn't happen, it's like Granola didn't happen, it's like, bro, bro, first of all, you're putting in entirely too much thought on any of this, okay? That's first. I say it pretty much every single goddamn week. I had a list of catchphrases. I'm sure it would be on it, on the list of catchphrases. Dragon Ball is written for 10-year-old boys in Japan. Don't overthink it, dude. Seriously. And from the planning perspective of Dragon Ball Super going forward, they are very much committed to not making the mistakes that they made with the first iteration of the anime. And that biggest mistake was a 6-8 to week ramp-up time on production. Some of you might be new around here, and I don't mean new to the show, I mean new to the fandom, right? When the Frieza movie came out... I mean, not a not a wonderful movie, but people were just happy to have it, right? People showed up in droves, and it sold well, whatever. A few, like a month later, maybe? Five, six weeks later, they announced, hey, the anime is coming back. And in July of that year, 2015, we got the anime back. I don't feel like that was a very well thought out decision, but they knew that they had to get something rolling. And they just basically used the first two movies of storyboard for what Dragon Ball Super would be, and they padded them out, I want to say like the first arc is, I, I could be, oh shit man, I don't know, is it like 12, 13 episodes, it could be longer than that, could be shorter than that, I don't remember Super as, as well as I do some of the other series obviously, because it just hasn't been around as long, but my point is those first two movies worked as the storyboards, quote unquote, for the Dragon Ball Super anime, and then they ran out of shit, they didn't have anything to go off of, no pre-existing comic book, nothing, when they hit pause on the series it was for the assumption of we'll let the manga catch up we'll let it surpass a little bit now here we are so many goddamn chapters when the fuck was the tournament of power like it must have been like chapter what like 50 45 50 somewhere in that range anyway doesn't matter my point is they let the manga catch up surpass build up some story for the anime to eventually adapt you got a broly movie Throw that one on top as well. Because, dude, if they build out the Broly movie, if they build out Dragon Ball Superhero, as, like, full, proper arcs, oh, dude, that could be so much fun to watch them do in an anime. Anyway, I think people are sort of, I don't know, misunderstanding what they're doing here from a planning perspective for the return of the series. We have a few manga arcs. We have a couple of movies. Adapt them all in roughly the order that uh, roughly the order in which they came out and I think that's kind of another question here because people who do understand that they all happen within a timeline they're like kind of confused on where it would fall in the timeline given that the line says it's written as a direct sequel to Broly I think the word direct probably fucks some people up and they're like oh directly after Broly oh okay a couple months after Broly no direct sequel to broly meaning it directly follows the broly movie in terms of where you know the story to have been left off i don't know if that's a, that i don't know if that's clear or not i don't know if i just articulated that well enough but it's meant to be just a sequel to that story the word directly does not imply that it happened you know a month ago or whatever and you know that because goten and trunks are now bigger Pan is, I think, three in this movie, or four. Excuse me, she's three in this movie. She's four at the end of Dragon Ball Z. So, we know time has passed, okay? So, uh, people are still sort of wondering, like, okay, does that mean granola happens after this, or or what? No. No, the fuck it doesn't, okay? This is what I believe, I think, I saw a few people tweet about it, or whatever. Uh, me and Black Bulma kind of went back and forth about it the other day. Like, what it looks like in terms of the order, right? So I think it would go. This is just me spitballing. And, and Ioku says in this quote, we'd like to leave margin for, you know, creativity or whatever. Leave some space in between so we can kind of do things with it. And, you know, so this could not be it, but I would imagine it would go. We just saw the Tournament of Power, okay? That ended the series. So the series resumes. I have to assume they start with Broly. Uh, The reason I make that assumption is because in the manga itself, which I think is uh, the closest thing that we could consider to canon, really, at this point for the Dragon Ball story, um, that's another thing I kind of want to bitch about. I got into it with some fucking chud last night about what canon was and how it's not a concept that exists exclusively in the West, and it's crazy for somebody to think that, but whatever, I digress. I think it would go, or it would start with Broly, They do make reference of it in the manga very quickly and say, this is what happened off screen. There's like a big full page spread for it. And then it goes into the Galactic Patrol Moro arc. So, anime comes back. We adapt the Broly arc, build out some of that stuff, let it be like a soft reboot to Dragon Ball Super. Get to see some cool old Saiyan stuff again, old Frieza stuff again. And then we see, you know, what Broly does. Uh, after that battle, when he hangs out on Planet Vampa with chi and Lemo. At the end of the movie, is like a little filler arc in between, maybe a couple episodes, and then boom, into Galactic Prisoner slash Moral Arc. We go through the Moral Arc, which I think would be pretty cool to see animated, I think. I, I don't know, there's a lot of cool action moments in the Moral Arc, but I, I don't think Moral was my favorite part of the Moral Arc. You know, what I, mean? I think I liked OG-7-3 a lot, but it's like some of the battles that happen on earth between the z fighters why the fuck am i talking about my feelings in the manga let me just lay out the timeline okay my bad more uh broly moro granola dragon ball super superhero that's the order in which they will go when the anime does come back and that's making the assumption they'll adapt the movies i really hope they do especially superhero superhero does a lot of wild shit that i'm like ugh. why uh, specifically i mean cell max i'm just like uh You couldn't give this boy some time to breathe. An anime adaptation will allow them to give Cell some time to breathe. Maybe not have him become perfect Cell and have a Kamehameha struggle at the end of the goddamn arc or anything like that. But it'll probably give a little bit more, uh, I don't know, explanation to it. Build some more suspense around it. Although they did do an okay job building suspense around it. They do tease Cell Max very early in the movie. My point is, you could you could build out a few little episodes about Gohan and Pan just having a little excuse me, um, Piccolo and Pan just having like a little adventure in their in their training. You could watch Gohan go to like some kind of scholarly scholarly conference about bugs. I'd watch an episode of that all day. That'd be funny as hell. Like you could do a lot of cool things as you build and expand upon these arcs. Right now, I think that'll be the order in which that they will adapt them in the anime. Okay. So that's sort of where this thing falls in the timeline. It's crazy to think that superhero happens directly after Broly and before Gohan. Like, come on, man! Goten, Trunks, and Pan are very intentionally aged up here, for you know, for a reason. It's to denote the passing of time. There's no transformations on Goku and Vegeta during the training mission or training session on the planet, right? That's on purpose because they didn't know what their next transformations were going to look like. So they're like, ah, oh, let's just keep it to base, man yeah keep it safe you got to control your power broly don't don't freak out and transform man that's a that's a bad move even though that's all we fucking do around here so yeah goten and trunks pan aging up clearly meant to denote the passing of time dragon ball super Super superhero is very definitely the last uh quote unquote event uh in terms of like canon timeline so that brings me to my next little blah 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 uh the canon timeline what is canon in Dragon Ball. The title of this episode is likely something uh, along the lines of, is Dragon Ball Super Superhero canon? It's probably going to be something like that, at least to start. We'll see how it fucking clicks, right? But, what is considered canon within the world of Dragon Ball? For a long time, and I still believe that this is the rule, and anybody out there who wants to uh, tell me otherwise, I mean, don't fucking bother, because I'm, not only am I pretty sure you're wrong, but even if you're not wrong, I'm still going to think this. This has been the rule for forever. If Akira Toriyama writes it, it's canon. Okay? That's that's the rule. If it appears in the original manga that was written by Akira Toriyama, it's canon. Now, when Battle of the Gods happened, Fukatsu do no F, even the return of the manga... Even the return, uh, excuse me, the return, even like the pitch on a game like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. All of those things were pumped up to be, were pumped up as, promoted as, written by Akira Toriyama with help, influence from blah, 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 blah from Akira Toriyama. However they want to phrase it, they basically just try to tack that onto things to be like, yeah, this is a story written by him, so it's considered canon even if it's not in the original form that we used to consider canon, meaning the the comic book he made, right? So the movies kind of bucked the trend a little bit in that Battle of Gods is a Dragon Ball canon story. It was written by Toriyama with consideration of all the story that came before it in the canon, but it wasn't on the page. That bucked the trend a little bit, and then it exacerbates to an even worse situation when the anime adapts it and they build it out to its own thing, that's pretty much the same, but like, slight minor differences, that really don't amount to anything, but it's just a different sort of interpretation, I guess is the best way to put it. That's already fucking everybody up. And I get why, that's confusing. I'm I'm still kind of fucked up about it. But, my rule of thumb, or my litmus test on all this, has always been, Toriyama, write the story. So, the manga. Also, Convolutes this situation even further, because people are really under the impression that Toriyama doesn't write much of this anymore, and it's really a Toyotaro product. At the end of the day, he draws it all, comes up with the dialogue, story beats. I mean, yeah, there's a good possibility that if we look at the percentages here, Toyotaro is probably coming up with the seventy-five percent, and Toriyama's is giving it the the okay and maybe contributing in you know twenty-five percent of the ideas. That is a very good possibility. Here's the thing, though. If he gives it the okay, meaning Toriyama, and Shueisha puts it out, and his name's attached to it as, like, the whatever, the story by, drawn by, story, story by Toriyama, store, uh, drawn by Toritaro, if that's how they're going to continue to put out the product, that's, in my opinion, still considered canon. So, I think... The manga canon is what we're all or what they are striving to get back to, meaning they want to have a pre existing story for the anime to go off of. The anime did a ton of cool stuff when it had the ability to freelance, like they did in the first 131 episodes of Super. Now, you know, we're going to have a game plan for this. We're going to know generally which way the arcs are headed. I personally think it's going to be a much less. you know, the edge of your seat experience every week. Cause we've already read these in comic form, most of us, but I digress there. I think their intention is to get back to the manga, being the true canon and having that be, you know, the, the guiding force of what the anime will do eventually when it makes its way back to the screen. And that Toriyama canon will, you know, still lie there and on the written page in the comic book. Because that's how, you know, that's his uh, medium. You know, he's not a filmmaker, he's not an animator. He is a comic, he's a mangaka. He's a comic book artist and writer, so. um, Yeah, so canon, I understand it's a sticky, convoluted situation these days. I totally get it, but that's the litmus test. Did Toriyama write it? Or did he write it in conjunction with Toyotaro and Shueisha? Because that's how is going to be considering the canon these days. Toriyama will die one day. And I doubt Dragon Ball will die with him. Shueisha's probably made fucking sure of that, and it will continue on with Toyotaro. He'll assume the mantle full time at that point. Full time meaning like you know he's one hundred percent responsible for the story beats. But in the meantime, dude, if they say Toriyama's involved, it's meant to be taken as canon. There's a reason you don't see that motherfucker's name slapped slapped on top of the uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes. I'm not gonna drop in the music. Minimal editing today. I've got. A lot of shit to do it's kind of overwhelming 4th of July is coming up whatever I'll shut up I'll stop talking that's what canon means you fucking dopes it's not a concept exclusively uh you know thrown over to the west I, I will admit I think the west kind of uh obsesses over it and they're a lot more committed at least in terms of storytelling to making a world feel more complete or you know uh events feeling a lot more consequential and that gives a different sort of sense of canon but There's a reason that Dragon Ball Z Kai and Naruto Shippuden exist, and it's meant to be closer to the canon material and cut out the filler. What does the canon material mean in that context? It means whatever the original author wrote on the page. I don't know, man. That kid who told me that shit last night, I was like, bro. First of all, he started off spelling it with double N's. C-A-N-N-O-N. I'm like, bro, that's a fucking gun. (laughs) you don't even know how to spell this shit why are you trying to talk to me no that's actually something westerners made up I'm like even if they did make it up I'm pretty sure that doesn't just exist in a silo in the fucking west and is yet to make its way over to Japan it is crazy for you to even fucking suggest that anyway I'll stop bitching about my uh, interactions with Dragon Ball Chuds it's just I'm in this one group right now that I'm telling you bro it's fucking bait bait man I was gonna take the week off and then I saw this question. Oh, so it's two different timelines and it's not canon. The inf Gohan's the strongest in this timeline and he's stronger than Goku, but Goku fighting granola is stronger than everyone. And Granola happened, but it didn't happen before this. They- pro- How fucking hard is this, man? It's not hard. They literally gave you three, one, two, three characters <laughs> to say, hey, they got taller and shit. You know what that means? They pro- <laughs> you know what that means, man? They probably got older, Some time passed. Were they like that before in the in the other arcs? The Moro arc and the Granola arc? Oh, they were still uh, pretty small, eh? Strange. Do you read the manga? Oh, you don't? Okay, well, get back to my original comment on this entire situation. That's why they wrote the movie the way they did. First of all, it would be real tough to consider all the manga stuff that was going to be upcoming to try to work it into the movie. Second of all, they want to make motherfuckers like you feel more uh, connected to the material even though you can't be bothered to read for fucking five minutes once a month to keep up on the story. (laughs) Literally, it's five fucking minutes. All right, I'll stop. Uh, Lastly, okay, I told you, quick episode. Lastly, they gave us official names, finally, for Gohan and Piccolo's forms. And like we've been calling piccolo like orange juice piccolo, aka the juice, and Gohan had in at least in the translations and some of the spoilers that we saw uh leading up to the release of the film. people were calling it Final Gohan, and I looked into it a little bit. It seems like that term was a placeholder for what like within the script of the movie or whatever Final Gohan, or whatever this version of Gohan was going to look like. They didn't know what to call it. They just knew it would be his final transformation within the movie. And I think that's where the name comes from, Final Gohan. I actually like that name better than the name they gave us, which is... I did a poll on Instagram about it. All right, let me grab the results on this real quick. So... Option one, Final Gohan. Option two, the new revealed name with some official art drawn by Toriyama. Beast Gohan. That's right. What a beast, Gohan. And <laughs> with 68% of the votes, 27 votes in total, Final Gohan is the preferred name of these two transformations over Beast Gohan. And 13 of you guys like Beast Gohan. So I... um. I don't know, man. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I like Final Gohan better, but I think I like Final Gohan better because I was like, oh, finally, we made him relevant. Oh, we, you know, we gave him this transformation because it's his final one. You know what? Like that was kind of where my fucking brain went, you know, playing on words. But Beast Gohan kind of has me feeling bad for Gohan fans, and I'll explain why. Beast Gohan, in my opinion, is probably linked to the idea that Gohan has. Beasted out at several points throughout his childhood and miraculously saved the day with like his, you know, concealed hidden potential energy. You know, think of like Garlic Jr., think of the Raditz headbutt, think of a million goddamn things when he, you know, sell with the Kamehameha, anything with rage, man. Gohan suddenly just beasts out, excuse the pun, but also it's very much on purpose and gets the win. I've always had a theory about Toriyama in that I don't think. He likes Dragon Ball fans very much. And I think that he just likes to make fun of us sometimes. And I think these two transformations, so Beast Gohan and uh, the the super inspired name of Orange Piccolo. I think he just made (laughs) these two so ridiculous. And like... As we learn with Dragon Ball Super Superhero, Oh, I, did, I forgot that it was called Dragon Ball Super. Nobody reminded me, so I there's two Supers in there. That's my fault. Bro, nobody had the balls to say to Akira Toriyama, bro, there's two Supers in here. Maybe that's a little redundant. I personally, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think. If I was in proximity to Toriyama working on this shit, I'd be like, hey, man, kind of a mouthful. Why don't we just drop one of the Supers? That'd be easy. And he'd be like oh yeah good call my bad i didn't mean to have that in there i would like to think that i would be the same person or, or i would also say if i were in that situation hey man what's up with all this stupid fucking hair a lot of hair i get where you're going for it's like a super saiyan 2 gohan teen gohan from the end of the, even though he's 11 at the end of the cell arc i get it okay but like that's a lot like that looks seriously ridiculous did you like fall asleep as you were drawing it and like your right hand just went all the fucking way to the right end of the page and you were like ah fuck it looks cool i guess really big hair it's like a dragon ball thing is that what it was no i might not say it in so many words i might just say like oh you wouldn't consider taking it down and just letting the silver hair and the red eyes be the thing to you know communicate the fact that this person has ascended to a different level but Whatever. My point is, nobody's gonna challenge him on a fucking thing, a very minor thing, in my opinion, like Dragon Ball Super Superhero. They're definitely not challenging him on character designs. These character designs fucking suck. And I think he probably made them on purpose to be like, who's gonna, uh, who's gonna say anything to me? You kids are gonna buy it anyway because of shit. And he did do a few commentary, or like, a, a couple of answers about these that I'm gonna read to you in just a minute. But Beast Gohan I think is, I think gohan fans are going to be a little upset man i I don't know my question now is when do we see this form again it's not explained at all at the end of the movie okay that's fine with me because that's pretty much gohan's mo we've never had a quite a an explanation as to why this happens right with that said though what if it just never happens again or like what if it just happens at the climax of, of the next movie or another movie somewhere down the line where gohan is gone without you know this transformation for five or six years and any of the stuff that we've watched <laughs> and then he has his gohan i love my family i love my dad moment and he beasts out excuse the pun but totally you know beasts out with this hidden power that he has hidden within him and that's his transformation and there's really no explanation it's just a, a, a thing to end the movie on like they've done in the past. This is the adult version of Gohan just miraculously saving the day. We don't need an explanation. He just beasted out and is very powerful. Oh boy. That would be bad for Gohan fans. And if we follow the cycle of Gohan's arcs over the last, whatever, Fakatsu no F through uh, Tournament of Power through Galactic Patrol, <laughs> like, poor fucking Gohan. He's always like, I gotta get strong again for my family. And then he does for like two weeks. He's like, oh man. I gotta go back to work and read some books, and then he's buried in the books again. I, I don't know, man. I hope Gohan becomes a, a regular contributor to the team. And, and Piccolo, too. Piccolo more so than Gohan. I love Piccolo. I, I just... I don't like the visuals of him. At least Piccolo's had an explanation that I kind of like. But Piccolo's thing, it's just like, I just don't like how it looks. I, I think he look dumb. Why are your fucking wrists so thick, bro? Like, I get you're supposed to be a giant or whatever, but Jesus Christ, look at that man's wrists. (sighs) Anyway, let me read you these things that Toriyama said. Gohan Beast. Gohan has had quite a few transformations in the past, but now he had to transform and awaken to a new one. Based on the image of Gohan's awakening in his youth, Gohan has evolved in his own unique way. I named the transformation Gohan Beast because I felt that the beast inside him had awakened. Isn't that what I just said, Karna? As for the design, I tried drawing a scary face with pale skin, but it didn't seem to fit Gohan's image, so I ended up simply putting his hair up in a big bun, as I often do, to give him a crisp look. (laughs) Yeah, crisp as fuck. Surprisingly, this was well-received, and everyone said, That looks so cool! I was flattered to receive such kind words from everyone. Frankly... I'm having a hard time figuring out what kind of design I could do if he transforms any further. Laughs. Ha ha ha. Transfer, uh, excuse me, translations by my boy, DBS Chronicles. Yeah, I, I don't know what how you're going to make this kid transform any further too. Maybe you should just like readapt this one into something a little bit more manageable when the anime comes back and give it some explanation, you know? Like, oh, this happened because, you know, you got that beast power within you as a hybrid half Saiyan, however you want to justify it in that writing. And then be like, plus you had the Kai training. Or, plus you were uh, exposed to God Key multiple times. Like, that was the excuse for Super Saiyan Trunks rage. I mean, fuck, bro. Gohan was part of the goddamn ceremony to awaken Goku. Make that be part of the reason. Orange Piccolo. Favorite character is Piccolo. Because of his quietness and stoicism. It's rare to see him talk and run around like he does in this movie. But this is probably also the first time Piccolo has undergone a major transformation in the series. Yeah, major Fucking being be in the underlined word there because he got real big. Since he has no hair to upend, I made him a bit more robust. I also made him orange because otherwise it might be hard to distinguish. But even so, there might be some situations where it is hard to tell the difference between this and the normal one. I think I should have made it a bit more over the top. But I'm personally pleased that he finally has attained a fighting strength that rivals that of Goku and the others. The name Orange Piccolo is very typical of Piccolo who lacks good taste at naming, right? That's funny as hell that he tagged that on at the end. The name Orange Piccolo is very typical of Piccolo, who lacks good taste at naming. So, like, he just totally deflects the blame over to Piccolo. It makes a joke out of it. That's fucking brilliant. Okay? Way to troll the fanboys. What a way to broadcast that you don't give a shit. Like you're just making jokes here. And these kids are taking it fucking seriously on the internet. It's so funny. He made the two stupidest looking character designs for two of his most beloved looking characters. People are still freaking out about it. Whether it be good or bad. And he's just out here making jokes. Like, MV fucking P. My god, what a king. And lastly, just for sake of completeness here. uh, Cell Max. He also did one for Cell Max. Cell, created by Dr. Giroud's manipulation of cells was a formidable and powerful enemy. This time, Gero's grandson, Hito demonstrating his genius, used the blueprints of the Cell to create a giant, even more powerful version of Cell, called Cell Max. Bro, the word Cell was in that sense so much. However, it was made only because Magenta strongly wanted it, Hito himself didn't have any personal attachment to it. Once completed, it was supposed to be a metahuman that not even Broly would be able to beat but he was forcibly activated early and turned into an uncontrollable monster. He screams and flails around in a huge body with hideous coloring, so I felt a bit sorry for the voice actor, actually. He is a veteran voice actor, too. I'm so sorry. Dude, Toriyama's a king. Right, he's just out here making jokes like he has always done since he was... You know, in the late 70s, early 80s making fucking joke ass manga books. And he's just making the best of a bad situation in what he's uh created for himself in the Dragon Ball fandom. Like, oh yeah, y'all like some of that stupid shit, huh? Yeah, Gohan Blanco. I saw that meme. All right. Fight about this for two years, nerds. <laughs> what a goddamn king, man. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Uh Kenobi. Did y'all watch Kenobi? Good. Last two episodes are really good. First episode was really good. Middle shit, not so much. Miss Marvel, that's going well. Having fun. Although I will say, now that I don't have Kenobi to watch before it, uh, last week's or yesterday's episode felt a little lackluster because I didn't have like bad Kenobi to fucking compare it to beforehand. Miss Marvel's really good, man uh what else any other dragon ball stuff i don't think so i don't know you got some questions or whatever hit me up at db super dope on instagram at db super dope one on twitter you can call us up on the telephone or send us text messages uh at 401-213-9596 always interested in hearing your thoughts unless they are stupid thoughts in which case i do not want to hear them also, I will ask that you please rate and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening right now. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. Uh, when you do that, it lets other people know that we are cool and that maybe they should listen to us. And if you're here at the end of this 40-ish minute rant, you're exactly the person that I'm asking the favor of. So do me a solid. Help me out. Help yourself out because then you'll feel good. You'll be like, subscribe what makes you feel good. Isn't that? almost that Carl Cartman thing I almost said Carlton somebody accidentally called Carlton Cartman the other day but like because we were drinking and having fun at like a cookout party you know it's funny Carlton got me a very expensive bottle of liquor for my birthday so obviously like all 15 of us lined up shots and ripped them all together I think we did two a piece maybe I still have a little bit left very expensive bottle of liquor anyway happy 4th of july except america's on fire and there's nothing to fucking celebrate fuck the supreme court and uh yeah we'll we'll see where this the uh, this republic goes and that's it okay i'm done talking to myself goodbye i'm done talking to myself so now goodbye